This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. The literal third try. Wow. We're going to get it out. This is the third time's the charm. Christina's computer is fucked up. Yeah. TBD on whether or not we'll get through this episode. but We will. We have to. We have to. The people demand it. We have now honed all of our impromptu jokes to their <laughs> absolute funniest. Yeah, this was all rehearsed. All of this was rehearsed. <laughs> hey, how are you? Like, how's your life? Uh, I'm pretty good. <laughs> My cat is, like, staring at me through the window. Um, I didn't take my antidepressant until, like, 10 minutes ago, so I'm feeling, like, very woozy. So this should be a fun episode. So what's weird is that, like, I also did not take my antidepressant on time today. What? Yeah. Um. So my plumbing in my house is really fucked up, so I spent the night at my parents' house last night, like, packed up all my stuff. Woke up there this morning, realized that I just had none of my pills with me. That's not good. I brought my toothbrush. I brought my hairbrush. Like, I brought all of my, my face shit, and had left all of my medications at home. You were just like, for today, I'm going to raw dog reality. Yeah, it's like, fine. I'm gonna- like, fuck it. Let's just, like, see what happens. So, like, at, like, 11 o'clock this morning, I, I was like, why do I feel so shitty and, like, <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. So then I went home, like, this afternoon and was like, okay, Audrey, go home. Walk in the door. Go upstairs. Take your medicine. And I walked in the house, went up the stairs, took a nap, did not take my medicine. <laughs> Woke up, still felt bad. No idea why. Yeah, no idea why. Had to remind myself like three more times. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm constantly forgetting to do this vital thing because I didn't do it. And like, that's why I should uh, take my medicine on time. Well, I get into like a like a habit of like I go to work and then I just take it at work. Oh, okay. And so like when that goes away, I'm like, a dumb idiot baby help <laughs> i need like a self-help app to like tell me when to take my pills i just take them right when i get up so to wake up and just like not like i just reach over blindly in the morning and just pop them all in no water no, no water. gatorade no warm gatorade Dry swallowing only in this house <laughs> nice uh thanks how are you uh fine i mean uh i don't have a shower in my house right now i mean i it's there it's physically there but I, we can't we can't use it because there's a giant hole in the wall. What? Did you were you did you get angry? Yeah, I punched the uh wall in the shower too hard <laughs> while I was in there one night. 
what the fuck happened? <laughs> no, um, we've had a leak from our shower to the kitchen, which is on the first floor, for about eight months. And our landlord is finally getting around to fixing it because we told him if he did not, we would take him to court. So it's funny Ooh. how that's a good motivation um, for somebody La- to finally do their job. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, everything's fine. I've been showering at the gym the past three days. Great reason to go to the gym. Yep. Um, it's been good. Cool. Do you want to talk about some hockey? So I do. Because we have a lot to talk about, but literally all I want to do is talk about Seth Jones' mom. Okay, so I didn't actually look up what she looked like before this episode because I wanted to get a live reaction mm-hmm. for this. So what I'm going to do Google now is Seth Jones, Amy Jones. Seth Jones, Amy Jones. All right, no pictures coming up. I'm gonna I'm gonna smash that images tab on Google. Okay. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my. She's really hot. Okay, this is like a final evolution of, like, hockey wife. Like, you just become Seth Jones' mom. So Holy Seth shit. Jones' mom, I think she's a wag in her own right, because his dad was a basketball player, was like a professional NBA player. Yeah. So the reason why I've been thinking about Amy Jones so much this week is because Seth Jones wrote this really great piece for uh, the Players Tribune, and the Players Tribune had like his mom guest edit it, basically. Oh my god, I just found it. Yeah, he's like pointing to her as she's asleep. Oh my god, this is so cute. It's really, really funny. I highly recommend reading it if if you don't. But it was basically just like him telling all these embarrassing stories about his mom and how like how much of an insane hockey mom she was when he was growing up. Like apparently when he was really young, you know, he started playing defense and his mom would like try and like hype him up to like hit people <laughs> in the car on the way to games. Wow. <laughs> because like he was just like you have to learn I don't how to do it. Yeah, you have to learn how to be aggressive that way and she'd be like, "Are you ready? Like let's do it. Let's fucking do it." <laughs> let's fuck up some children. Yeah, because like his dad was on the road so much that she felt like she had to be like dad and mom to him and kind of like fill that role. It's a really sweet article, um, but it's also hilarious and she is great. Okay, I have a conspiracy for you. I don't okay. think any of the players actually write anything on the Players' Tribune. Oh, really? <laughs> no! No, you of don't think so? not. I mean, I think they're probably heavily edited. I think that they're mostly ghostwritten. I think their hands are held through the entire process. Like, literally, like, putting pens to paper? <laughs> okay, scratch and We're X. learning how to write today. We're learning how to write. <laughs> John Tavares, like, his goodbye letter oh was published God. in the Players' Tribune, and he did not write that. I actually, I do think he wrote that because that he put that fucking weird part about how he wanted one of his teammates to marry his daughter, so. Okay, so I have brought that up with several men. Uh-huh. By several men, I mean one man. And he said that, like, that didn't come off as weird to him. Like, guys say that all, like, it's just like, well, a, they like should a bro-y... stop. They should stop. Yeah, it's like a bro way to say, like, oh, I love you, man. Please stop doing that. Please. Doesn't Seth Jones have a brother who's in hockey? Yes. He um, plays for the Oilers AHL affiliate, I want to say. That's a bummer. He's also hot. So um, good genes in that family. Okay. Okay. So we did that. That's that. Cross that one off the list. (laughs) Everyone go jerk off to Seth Jones' mom, I guess. Yeah, sorry. I had to get that off my chest. We watched watched some hockey this week together, which was nice. Wow, that sounds like a slight against me. No, no, no. I just meant that it was a nice, like, sometimes we watch different games. You know what I'm saying? So Audrey thinks that I don't actually watch hockey, and 
Uh, she's right. You watched a Sens game last night, so like that's true. I'm a real fan you're a now, real fan. and I would just like our listeners to know that I occasionally watch hockey. This week we watched um, the Maple Leafs play the Islanders <laughs> in Long Island. And boy, was it a time! Wow. I mean, just first things first. Like I think their last meeting in Toronto. Mm-hmm. They beat him pretty bad. I think it was a... What do you call that when... when a shutout? A, sh- a closeout? A shutout. I almost said a, sh- a shootout? A closeout sale. <laughs> An end of season sale. 90% off. Tensions were pretty high going into it just because of that. And, like, there was just a lot of footage <laughs> coming out from this week of, like, Islanders fans writing, like, Dear John letters to that John Tavares. That was so bad. That, like, local news video. I couldn't make it through the whole thing because I had, like, such secondhand embarrassment. I was, like, watching it, like, while I was pooping right before we recorded mm-hmm. this. And I, like, wanted to die. I was embarrassed <laughs> for all of them. I mean, I don't know. Like, just, I'm embarrassed for everyone on both sides. Like, both fan bases uh-huh. just, like, totally, like, took a shit on their own faces. Like, I, it's so embarrassing for everyone. Right. I mean, like... I kind of get it in that the point of being a sports fan is to care an irrational amount about something that doesn't matter. Okay, but care less. Yeah, but like that's, we're crossing the line here. <laughs> that's a little bit too much. So we watched we watched <laughs> the game this week and it was truly like the loudest game I've watched since like last year's playoffs. So first things first, they play like a thank you, John Tavares. Yeah, they do like a classic, you know, like most teams do the first time a player comes back to their old team's stadium. It's usually cute. This was not, I mean, this was like, it was a cute video, but like immediately everyone started booing oh, yeah. very loudly. Like there was no way that the TV broadcast could like edit it out. It was definitely. They tried. They did try. It started during warm-ups. Like, people were throwing (laughs) plastic snakes at him. It was so bad. Every time he was on the ice, like, every time he started a new shift, people were booing. (laughs) Um, Which just takes a level of dedication that honestly is is stunning to me. Not even dedication, but, like, long capacity. But also then I realized that, like, if I was drunk enough, that would be, it would be much easier. I mean, everything would be a lot easier if I was drunk enough. I could do anything. What were some of the things that they were yelling at him? I forget. Um, we don't need you. <laughs> but the pajamas one, though. Something like pajama. Well, they they always, like, start, they call him pajama boy, which is inaccurate. <laughs> like, it's factually inaccurate because they're referring to the photo of him that he tweeted out or posted whatever after he signed with the Leafs of him, like, sleeping in maple leaf sheets, like, as a kid. There were no pajamas involved. Please call him sheets boy. Yeah, call him. <laughs> Sheets boy, for Christ's sake. If you're gonna insult him, like, at least be accurate about it. By, like, the third period, they were, like, yelling at him as, like, a pa- it's past your bedtime, which was pretty Yeah, funny. that was funny. Or, like, Barzy's better. In that game, he was. What was the score? It was, like, 4-1 or something. It was, like, 6-1, I think. <laughs> it was wildly embarrassing. And also, like, this is the second time that they've played this season, and the Leafs have just, like, not shown up at all. So I don't watch the Islanders as a rule. I don't like them. Why are they so good? Aren't they at the top of the Metro? By like how many points? Uh, not many. And the Metro's really close. But it's a, it's, a, it's a surprise to everybody because like they thought that this summer after Tavares left, their coach left and their GM, they had a total switchover. And then Barry Trotz came in and has like completely changed the culture of the team more or less, which is nice. It's just you love to see it. You know my position on coaches. I do know your position on coaches. 
I don't think that he could, I don't think a coach can take a team mm-hmm. with, like, not very good people on it all the way to the Metro, like, top of the Metro. I don't, there has to be something else. Okay, what was it? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they've had great goaltending. They've been really lucky with goaltending. And you also don't believe in goalies. <laughs> I know. So I, I just like... think that you're being contrarian about this and that you develop these opinions. <laughs> to make you mad. And that now that somebody is contradicting those opinions, aka they're being correct and you're being incorrect, you're just going to double down on them. I'm like whenever you show with like a dog, their reflection in a mirror and they think it's another dog. Yes, Exactly. You, like, say, like, this team has been turned around by good goaltending and, and good coaching. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's that can't else. be it. That can't be it. And then I'm like, <laughs> Christina, name two players on the Islanders. <laughs> Matt Barzal and um, Jordan Everly. That's cheating. <laughs> yeah, he's hot. I know him because he's a very pretty man. So, like, I guess, whatever. Like, they have a good goaltender. They have a good coach and that's, that's why they're good anyway i respect you saying that because i know it pained you really like deep in your soul to admit that for the listeners who can't see what i'm doing i'm literally like hitting my back with a cat of nine tails yeah. like saying put your hair like, shirt on. Hair. <laughs> yeah it's it's really bad i will send you a really good article about barry trotz that was on espn this week like matt martin was talking about how their old coach last year when he would get really aggressive and start like screaming on the bench it would make all of them feel really, like, aggressive and they would start screaming and then they would lose games. And, like, Barry Trotz doesn't do that. He's, like, very much calm and it's changed how they behave during games and they just go in being like, okay, we're going to do our jobs. We're going to we're gonna go out there and do what we're supposed to do and then we're going to go home. That's right. You know what? Yelling doesn't solve anything. That's true. Speaking of yelling, we got yelled at this week. We did. We have been canceled. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So whenever I tweet from the Puck Bunny's Twitter account, <laughs> I don't really think about people taking it seriously. No, we're just there to get our tweets off and go. Yeah, like it's a fucking podcast called Puck Bunny. Uh-huh. You don't take anything at face value. Like we're just fucking around. We're not like a TSN sanctioned account. I mean, if if TSN is interested in acquiring us and paying us money, I I would I will yeah. definitely like you take take the Twitter. I don't give, I don't care. <laughs> we will change everything about this show. <laughs> I will sell out immediately. Um. So whenever I was watching the Islanders game, this very dramatic moment happened where um Boychuk Boychuk is John Boychuk. Yeah. Mitch Marner like fell. fell, and he fell in a weird way so that like Boychuk's throat basically got nicked by Mitch Marner's skate and like he had to get taken off. It was a very dramatic moment because he fell down, immediately was clutching his throat. Like a trainer sprints out onto the ice and like runs Boychuk off the ice and down the tunnel because, you know, skates are sharp. Right, they're like knives attached to your feet. And necks have, you know, arteries and stuff in them. In my defense, before I even tell you what I tweeted. You didn't tweet anything wrong. Like you don't know, have to I defend yourself. I I am though. So there was no blood on the ice. He was obviously He was back not, for the like, next period. He was back like 10 minutes later. He had like a band-aid on. He was fucking fine. So I tweeted, like, if Mitch Marner wanted to kill Boychuk, I'm sure he had a good reason. <laughs> yeah. And so we got like very earnestly quote tweeted by a couple of Islanders fans saying like, oh my God, like, how could you say that? How can these Leafs fans defend like the most insulting part was that people were saying that we were Leafs fans honestly <laughs> I am fans of like of individual members of the Leafs I am not a Leafs fan please keep them separate like that's very important to me no it was wild because like 
basically one account quote tweeted it at like three o'clock in the morning and I woke up I woke up for work the next day like at six and was just being bombarded by notifications of random (laughs) Islanders fans being like fuck you (laughs) and people being oh the best part was that someone quote tweeted it and then someone else responded like well looking at their account they don't seem like the best people (laughs) (laughs) they don't really seem like they're in it for the right reasons and i was like i mean you're right to say it (laughs) yeah we're not in it for the right reasons yeah we are degenerates the entire geographic region of long island has canceled us we can't go back yeah we have made an enemy this is our first our first um fan base enemy that we have made yeah, can you can you make like a uh, like some sort of audio cue that says canceled? Actually, I I will see if I can do that. The other funny thing before we move on to another topic about this whole game, the first home game back in Toronto, there was like oh my god, a standing ovation for John Tavares. I'm so embarrassed. He is a 28 year old millionaire. He's fine. Like he's it's fine. fine if he gets booed. I understand. Like. What I really think would be funny is if they just did this every game from now on. Every home game, they're like, John Tavares. And then, like, he comes out and, like, has to salute the audience. (laughs) John Tavares, like, escort mission every (laughs) single game. Yeah, it was... Like, Leafs fans are just as embarrassing as Islanders fans. If not more. Because they're, like... I mean, they're, like, their biggest homers on the face of the earth. And they take everything so seriously. And, like, God bless. We love Leafs fans. You're, You're also insane. And also, we love you because you didn't cancel us. We're automatically taking your side in this. <laughs> in this ongoing war over the most boring man in hockey. Sorry that your 36-year-old defenseman got, like, a, <laughs> a nick in his throat. He is fine. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk about the Sens. Do you want to talk about, like, their troubles first? Or do you want to talk about the game first? Let's talk about their troubles first. It gives a little context. They fired Guy Boucher, who's been their coach for the past, like, I don't know, a year and a half. This past week? Not very long. Uh, not super long. It's been just kind of a rough week for them. It's not been good. It's not been good. So they fired their coach. Um, and the timing of this firing is really kind of wild because it came 24 hours after their GM was quoted saying their coaching staff wouldn't be evaluated until the end of the season. And they Psych. literally fired him the next day. Why did he get fired? Well, it's because the Sens are insanely bad. Since Boucher became their coach, they the Sens have given up the most goals in the entire league. Uh, <laughs> I have the numbers here. 733 goals in 228 games. Their power play is 25th in the league, and their penalty killing is 28th. So, is that good? Uh, and boy, does it show, because they are not fun to watch. Eric Carlson has been traded. Mark Stone's traded. Matt Duchesne traded, Mike Hoffman traded, Ryan Zingle traded. Three of those guys in the past week. So there was this amazing thread on Twitter. Oh my god, I was reading that. I was reading that earlier. From user at Ryan Classic. And he just, it's like, it still is just this dead fear in me. Because it's just like this many My heart rate starts going up when I read it. He laid out the entire timeline of what has gone wrong for the Sens since they lost Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final in, like, 2016. So there are all the things that Audrey said. Mm -hmm. There are all that stuff. But there's also just some, like, fun little gems in here that, like, made me laugh Mm -hmm. out loud. Um, On their first home game this season, they dropped, like... They dropped the balls. heavy balls. They dropped the balls. <laughs> and I guess, some, like, some people got concussed <laughs> or something. They were, like, medicine balls. 
And then the team adopts dog immediately goes on a losing streak. Well, also, do you remember they, like, they had some pet-themed night and they called it Furry Night? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, this is a team that's run, it's owned by Eugene Melnick, so, like, he's trash. It really has been trickling down through the entire team. So we've talked about Eugene Melnick a couple times on here before, but, like, he is probably the most, and this is saying a lot because owners are awful, but he is the most reviled uh, owner of a team in the NHL. Horrible. By, like, a very large margin. Like, he's awful. So a lot of the drama this week has been concerning him and actually some legal problems Woo! that he's having. Wow. Bing, 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 bing. We get to talk about so the law. So great week. We've got Eugene Melnick and legal issues. We've got three veteran star players traded away. And your coach has been fired. Love it. I mean, I think that's just the start of a, a great rebuild. <laughs> and like sidebar, their rebuild is fucked because two years ago they traded like, a first round oh my pick God, yeah. for Matthew Shane to the Kings. And so they still have they still have a first round pick, but it's like a 31st. Yeah. It's a second round pick, like essentially. So uh, good luck with that. So what's happening with them and the legal front is, because I know that's why you tune into this podcast mm-hmm. is to hear me discuss legal issues, is it's like for about three years now. Uh, the Sens have been trying to get a new stadium built mm-hmm. in downtown Ottawa because they now currently play at, like, some place in, like, the Ottawa suburbs called, like, the, the Canadian Tire. The entire center. <laughs> Sexy. Going down to the Tire Arena to watch, <laughs> to watch some hockey. It's all very complicated, but, like, it's also very funny. So if you look at, if you look at a map of, like, downtown Ottawa, I don't know why you do that, but, like, go off. I'll never do that. There's this, like big patch of undeveloped land uh-huh. that's like on the river it's like downtown it's there's just nothing there and it's called Le Breton Flats mm-hmm. and I have done some research into Le Breton Flats and this is the Are most you buy it? place on earth I'm gonna buy it <laughs> yeah I, I'm gonna I'm gonna launch my own hockey team there <laughs> So I, I did some research on it, and, like, this is the most cursed piece of land in Ottawa. Like, they've tried to do stuff here for literally years. Oh, my God. And, like, nothing's happened. Anyway, so they partnered with basically a development firm to uh, sort of have this huge development project take place there. And the centerpiece of that development would be a uh, new mm-hmm. Ottawa senator's center. And then there was going to be a ton of, like, apartment developments and high-rises. And so that's been in the works since 2013. 2013. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, recently, <laughs> I guess Eugene Melnick, like, read the plan and realized that they were also developing something right next door that would be in direct competition with his own development yes. plan. So he sued them cool. <laughs> for, like, $300 million. We love the free market. We love to see it. And then the developers sued him back for, like, a billion dollars. And, like, they were in... It was tied up for, like, years, right? It was tied up for years. They had their mediation over the last month. The mediation failed. Probably fine. (laughs) And so now they are basically... They have scrapped the plan Mm. that they've had for three years. And they are now starting over. So, you know, maybe in, like, 2030, the Sense will have a stadium. That's so awful. It's just complete senator's bullshit you know everything that could have gone wrong for them has gone wrong in further senator's news i watched the senator's game you did. yesterday you did 
I decided to make my foray into online sports betting. Woo! <laughs> uh, we love it. I'm going to get really addicted to online gambling. So I saw, so our, our friend of the podcast, uh-huh. at Manny Elk, tweeted out, like, the betting line for the Sens versus Tampa Bay. The most dramatic, stark contrast. So I don't really know anything about, like, betting lines. No, but me neither. I, and I don't care, so don't. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. But, like, the betting line for, like, was plus, like, 412. Yeah. And I guess what that means is that, like, there was no... There's no way that the yeah. Senators were going to win. And so I took a look at those odds, and I was like, I like those odds. <laughs> I'd like to lose some money. <laughs> and so I was like, I paid, like, I PayPal Manny, like, $15. <laughs> 15 US dollars, so he could put 19 Canadian dollars <laughs> onto the Senators to win. How'd that go for you? Um, l- let me tell you, uh, they did not win. <laughs> so I watched, like, two periods of it, and then after, like, the second period, I'm like, I can't. I can't do it anymore. It's bad for your mental health. But Tampa Bay is, like, by far the best team in the league right now and probably will, will win the Stanley Cup. I don't want to hear it from you. I don't want I don't want to hear it. You Don't look at me like that. <laughs> anyway, it was just a really disappointing game of hockey to watch because it wasn't like the Senators didn't have chances to score. They just... They just don't... They, they don't know what to they're do. Just, they don't know what to do. Yeah. So, long story short, the game was 4-1. to one. I lost... 15 US dollars, and now I'll never bet again. And some probably Canadian won. 19 yeah. Canadian Well, I mean, like, it, I think the way betting works is that, like, if you bet on the team that's definitely going to win, you don't, you just get your money back. Oh. Yeah, that's I don't know how betting works. I don't care. Also, don't respond. <laughs> I don't care. On God, we're going to get good at sports betting by the time it's legal. It, by the time the NHL rolls out gambling, we're going to get good at it. That'll be a really fun, really fun day for both of us to lose. Oh my god, I know. 20s of dollars at a time. <laughs> anyway, it's just like, it's sad to see this because they've traded away their most popular veteran good players. And so that the, the real problem with the Sens is that like, they, they couldn't even surround those guys with like a capable team around them. And now all the capable guys are gone. So you just have yeah. these like randos wandering around. You have Anthony Duclair being like, am I supposed to do stuff now? Do I have to? He's like on the first Do line. Do I have to score goals? Like, fuck that. You've got Brady Kachuk. I went to see my. <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> you know that? <laughs> Do you know that vine that's like. My brain starts playing the I want to see my little boy vine in my head whenever I see Brady Kachuk. <laughs> He's my rowdy son. His dad is really pissed at like the Senators right now because they traded away Stone. It was Brady to be, was like... living with Mark Stone and his wife. He had been living with them for the in- for the season. And, like, Keith Kachuk earlier in the season was like, I do not want the Sens to trade Mark Stone because I want this guy being around to mentor my kid. Well, not just that, but, like, Stone was supposed to be part of, like, the rebuilding effort yeah. for the Sens. And, like, he would probably like his son to be on a functioning NHL team. It must be hard for the Kachuks just <laughs> to be, like, Brady's on this <laughs> last place team. And then Matthew is, like, on the number one team in the West right now. <laughs> Tearing it the fuck up. Yeah. The curse of being a middle child, I guess, for Brady. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. I'm an oldest child and they were four. The best and most beautiful Me too. In my family. I know. That's the same. I've never failed once in my life. I've never had suffered a personal or professional failure. Ever. Should we take some calls? Yeah, I guess we should. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Hi, fuck bunnies. Kings fan here. A record is shit, which gives me an excuse to ask some questions about the draft. I refuse to do any research. Do the Kings have their pick? Is it going to be good? Are there any good players at the top of the draft that I should get excited about? Thanks. Also, 
free the stale Gatorade. Uh, pretty sure that Gatorade does not go bad. It ferments. And fermented Gatorade uh, is actually one way to make jungle juice. All right. Thanks. Love the pod. First of all, I would like to address the Gatorade part of this question. Go ahead. Uh, what the fuck is jungle juice? Do you actually not know what jungle juice is? No. We're, you went to a college with, like, fraternities, right? Yes. I would never drink the punch there because I don't want to get... That's our, what jungle juice is. It's our juice? It's just another term for, like, trash can punch. Okay. I don't think... I think vodka is just in that, so I don't think it's fermented Gatorade. It's not just for... Like, they're not storing <laughs> kegs of Gatorade, like, in the basement to just, like, ferment. Here's our finest age. But it is, it, it is like, you can mix vodka and, like, a bunch of other shit with Gatorade. I think in college, that sounds good. a fraternity that I went to would do Gatorade and, like, a Sprite or, like, a lemon-lime type soda. And then just, like, 16 handles of vodka. Oh. I mean, it's not, it's not supposed to be good. It's supposed to be cheap and will get you drunk. So, deep Audrey lore is that Audrey was in a fraternity. I was not in a fraternity. Audrey is like my bro boyfriend, mm-hmm. but she's a girl. Yeah, you were you like you were like a fraternity sweetheart or something, right? Is that what they call? Yeah. It? Okay. Um, wow. My dark past. All right. Sorry. We won't talk about Audrey's past anymore. We'll just talk about the Kings. Um. So the Kings have one guaranteed first round draft pick, and I believe they are definitely in lottery contention. Yeah. So they will get a high, high first. They round. have ten draft picks for this coming summer, which is like very decent. So. I did some research on draft prospects, and I scrubbed my computer of evidence after because I'm like, oh, these are some very young boys. Whoa! Uh, research on I don't want to be on a list. (laughs) Oh my! Like this is a very young child. Accidentally looking at pictures of Jack Hughes. So FBI, uh, I was, I didn't do anything. I wasn't doing it to be weird. So yeah, so like Jack Hughes is the name everybody knows. He's gonna be the number one overall pick. Yeah, and he will play immediately. Yeah. He is 17 years old, mm-hmm. and he has been compared to uh, Conrad David. He's, like, going to be a star center. He's going to be franchise player forever. Like, his parents are both hockey players. Like, he's bred in a lab, basically, to, like, play hockey. And as of right now, it looks like the Avs are going to get him. So. Who did they get that draft pick from? Would you like, would you like oh, to know? Oh, why don't you tell me who they got that draft pick oh, from? Oh, it was from the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> Love to make good choices. So this year, the Kings, the Kings, on top of having all their own picks, they also have the Leafs first round pick. They have yeah. a third round pick from the Caps, which is what they got for trading Carl Hagelin. And they have the Flames fourth round pick. Wow, fourth round pick. That's going to be you or me. Yeah, it's probably going to be you um, because you are taller. In my mind, it's really possible that they could get the second overall pick, which is Capo Caco. Where's he from? Uh, I think he's Finnish. The other name that I saw, like, I only read about Jack Hughes because, like, I didn't want to research minors too much. But some some guy named Kirby. (laughs) Again, all these people are not real to me until they actually, like, start playing in the league. And half of them are going to go to college and half of them are going to just, like, play in the OHL. That's something that we need to, like, emphasize very heavily when we talk about draft. Is that, like, the draft in the NHL is only matters for, like, basically the first couple picks. Yeah. And then everyone else is just like, Whoa. See you in four years. Maybe. Who was the first overall last year? Uh, Rasmus Dahlin on the Sabres. Did Elias Pettersson go first? No, I think he went, like, third or fourth, maybe. I love my My sweet alien boy. boy. They won't get Jack Hughes. They'll get somebody good. They'll get somebody in, like, the top five, and that will be cool. 
Hi, bunnies. This is Aaron from Los Angeles. Last night, me and some friends went as a Texas cohort to go see the stars play the king. Uh, and the crowd was really spicy afterwards because it was their 10th straight loss, LMAO. Um, and so it made us wonder, what would be the fan base that you would most likely and least likely want to take on single-handedly after your team beats them in overtime? So, who you got? Who are you going to take a shot at? Thanks, bunnies. Love the show. Bye. Um, most likely, I'm trying to think of the fans with, like, the least amount of fans. Like, probably the Jets. N- not a lot of people in Winnipeg. I can probably find out. Yeah, but them. here's the thing. Like, their their fans are fired up, and their their stadium is always packed. Okay, let me pick another one. Then. Probably Panthers fans, I feel like I could say. Oh, yeah. But, like, I don't want somebody easy. I want something that'll be passionate. Well, that's the same question as worst fans to, to take on. Which the worst fans would obviously be the Canucks, since they riot all the time. Uh, yeah, that would be bad. Um, I feel like the Blue Jackets, we've kind of had an ongoing, like, feud with this season. Yes. I could take any Columbus fan any day of the week, I think. I could probably take, like, any American hockey team fan base. Any Canadian team, please no. <laughs> nope, like, you, this is all you have. It's fine. I would just bow out gracefully. I'm not gonna do, like, American hegemony on you or whatever. Um, we actually have taken on Islanders fans. That's true. That was pretty fun. Come at us again. Yeah, please. Try us any day of the week. Uh, least likely to want to take on single-handedly, probably Edmonton. Again, it would not be an even match, like, at all. I would like to take on the, the like, Vegas fans. Ooh, like, that'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. They'd be drunk as hell. Fired mm-hmm. up. There'd probably be, like, some sort of EDM remix playing. I'm really excited for them. Like, just sidebar. Yeah. I'm excited to watch them now that they got Stone. Yeah, that'll be cool. You know that, like, Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty used to, like, hate each other? Max Pacioretty played for the Habs when Mark Stone played for the Sens. Probably gonna play on the same line. They already have played on the same line. Ooh, spicy. It's funny how that works. We got a text from someone who said, Hey, Puck Bunnies, I have a two-parter for you. A... I just found out John Tavares is three years younger than me and not 46. Do you have any input on how he's on pace to be the same age as George Clooney by retirement? And B, can we get some love for the real dinosaurs of hockey like Zidane Chara and Matt Cullen, especially Chara, who reminds me of like the uncle who would get lit up at a barbecue and put your dad in a headlock. (laughs) I love old guys. Yeah, I mean, like to the first one, I didn't know he was 28. He does look much older. I think aging works differently in hockey. Like, I think a lot of players look older than they actually are because... Because they don't use sunscreen. Yeah, because they don't... A, they don't use sunscreen. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely it. And and B, like, I feel like part of it is because a lot of them start playing professionally when they're so young that mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like, they look more mature than they actually are. That's how, that's my excuse for thinking that Matt Barzal is hot. Yeah. Because, Wow. He is 21 years old. That's gross. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you follow Zidino Chara on Instagram? He's no. a delightful Instagram follow because he'll just post these like professional photographs of like him from games <laughs> or of, like him sitting on the bench or him like on the ice or whatever. And the caption will be like, it's important to be passionate about what you do. That wow, passion so can take you anywhere. Like and you can overcome anything. That is so true. <laughs> I was like, wow. damn, thank you, dad. I looked up a list of uh, oldest hockey players. Joe Thornton, obviously. 
I don't like him, but I respect him. He's a cancer, so. I, I feel like hockey players, once they hit, like, 34 or 35, you really hit a wall. You have to be, like, someone special or a goalie, yeah. basically, to, to keep playing. Most of these people on this list, like, Roberto Luongo is a goalie. A goalie. He's 38. Um, who, By the way, his Twitter is very funny. Yeah, he's really good online. I encourage everyone to follow him. He's very funny. But yeah, like most of these guys are uh, goalies because it's so hard on your body. Yeah. So it, it's very cool to see people like Joe Thornton who are like still playing and still very important parts of their team. I think Patrick Patrick Marlowe is pretty old. Yeah, he too. is. He's played 1,600 career games. Patrick, that is too many games. Can you imagine doing anything 1,600 times in your life other than like... Jacking eating off. a meal <laughs> jacking off and eating. yeah that's Those it are the only things that i'm gonna do 1600 times, times in my life you know what i think they should be pumped full of steroids wow do you think we should legalize steroids for players absolutely but only for players who are over 35 yes and i think that all baseball players should be required to take steroids yeah because that game's so boring we gotta take it up a level they should do steroids and do coke and they should have to fight to get on every day. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think we just invented a really cool new sport. That's like the, you know, the XFL. Yeah. That's like the, the XMLB. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bunnies. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. I recently started paying attention to the jerseys that the referees wear during the hockey games. And my question is this. Is Every single referee in the NHL Irish. Uh, love to hear you shed some light on this. Uh, thanks so much for taking my call. Have a great one. Bye. Yes, they are. Like, did you go to like the Wikipedia page? No, I didn't. Oh my God, they are all Irish. Odds are. You know how many white people play hockey? And you know how many white people are Irish? Yeah, and you know how many like old white dudes want to be NHL refs? Come on. They're all, like, named Kelly O'Rourke. <laughs> Shit like that. Like, I had no idea that there were so many Irish Canadians. And they're all Canadians. Like, yeah. There's a, couple of, there's a couple of American ones. Also, a surprising amount of them have their own, like, Wikipedia pages. The true celebrities. So, yes, they are all Irish. And just so you guys know, mm-hmm. um, you can be racist against Irish You can. That's allowed. Is. That's actually encouraged. I, I am 0% Irish. I think I'm, like, 15% Irish. I have to get a new podcast co-host. That's not going to work. Hey, bunnies. This is Mike giving you a call. First time caller, long time listener, exiled Flames fan inside the Beltway. I'm calling about Calgary backup David Riddick, whom some folks are calling Big Safe Dave these days. What's the official Puck Bunny's opinion on David Riddick? Should he be the starter in Calgary? And more importantly, how do you feel about the nickname Big Save Dave? Part of me really likes it, but part of me feels like it's just a ripoff of the tired NFL Nick Foles meme from three months ago. And I don't want the NHL to kind of pursue a whole please like my sport kind of thing with this whole Big Save Dave nickname. But I must admit, it is a catchy nickname. I'll take my answer off the air. Also, I left an older and demonstrably worse version of this question on your voicemail box about 20 minutes ago. Sorry about that. Please delete. Like the pod. Keep up the good work. Take care. Big Dick Dave. First of all, I would like to address the um, part of this question where he says like, like he doesn't want the NHL to be like a please like me. I think they should do that. I think that they should grow the sport fan base. Absolutely. Like any way that you can. Yeah. <laughs> my, my thing about that is that like you can't complain about 
the nickname Big Save Dave when another player on your team's nickname is literally Johnny Hockey. <laughs> Come on. That is the worst nickname. And it's a total ripoff of an NFL nickname. Yeah, exactly. It's Big Save Dave doesn't seem like a big dick nick. It's not the same I've been thing. calling him Big Dick Dave. Yeah, I think I think we should just call him yeah. that. Big Dick Dave. Um, I don't know any, like, also, how do you become a Calgary fan in Washington, D.C.? I'm, I'm concerned Oh, about I him. just assumed that, like, maybe he lived in Calgary first and then moved to D.C. Wow. All right. I don't think they, I didn't think they let anyone out of Calgary. <laughs> I don't know where Calgary is. I don't know why, I don't know why I'm talking, like, this mad shit on Calgary. If you know where Calgary is, please DM me. I'm not going to look it up. I love David Riddick. It's really interesting that, like, between the Flames and, like, the Canucks and the Canes and, like, I guess the Sabres, too, there have been some really kind of surprising goalie tandems that have turned out to be Mm -hmm. super strong this season. And Calgary's a good example, I think, because, like, Mike Smith, he's either really on it or he's either just terrible for a really long time. I saw, like, his save percentage was in, like, the point eight. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. Had a terrible start this season and, like, right out of the gate. And they were like, oh, fuck, we're not doing this. And they made David Riddick the starter. And he has stepped the fuck up. If they didn't have him, they certainly would not be setting the pace in their conference like they have been. Um, so I don't know if they should make him the starter like permanently, but they should absolutely be saving him for the playoffs where they can, um, because they're right. going to need him. Yeah. It, it seems like they're trying out a lot of weird goalie stuff on many teams now, just because I think it's better goalie practice to keep your starter fresher yeah. than they have, has been traditionally done. Um, but again, goalies don't matter. So. The Flames played the Wild last night, and Mike Smith was in goal, Ooh. and the Flames lost. And did you watch? That I game? did not, but I saw a clip of okay. like a clip of some dumb shit that Mike Smith did was going around on Twitter today. He went behind the net, was basically trying to get puck possession instead of just sure. like batting it out. Like he was trying to play defense, and then couldn't get back in front of the net and got scored on like empty net goal. Love it. Don't do that. If I was a goalie coach, that would be day one lesson. Don't. Don't do that. Don't leave the crease. Did you hear that? Wow. I used used a term. Dropping terms. I love it. It's sort of amazing to think about like how much I have learned Mm -hmm. in like the course of just a couple of Mm -hmm. months comparing it, just not even like knowing names, but also knowing the sport. I'm very proud of it. You've been doing like an immersion program. Yeah. If you ever want to learn hockey, um, just as a bit, decide that you're going to do a hockey (laughs) podcast and then commit fully to it. It was a bit that yeah. we were going to do this podcast. And then I think in like September, I was like, Audrey, we, we should really, really do podcast. it. And here we are, 23 episodes Seven later. Eight. Wow. Hi, Bunnies. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. This week, my question is about dogs. Which NHL players have the cutest dogs? Can't wait to hear about them. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Oh. Dogs. What do you think? Wow. I love this question because it let me Google NHL players' dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so something about NHL players is they all have the same fucking dog, which is a black lab. Yeah, they all have they labs. They all have them. It's really boring. Like, it, whatever. If you want to have a black lab, that's your business. Or like a yellow lab. They all have that. Wow, just at Tyler Sagan next time. I am constantly adding him in my head and in my heart. I was trying to, like, find fun pets, and I found a page... Uh, a page, a web page, a, oh, a web page, called, uh, an internet address. 
<laughs> on the World Wide Web <laughs> called HockeyPlayersWithPets.com. Love it. And a lot of them are like kind of old, but I did find several hockey players that have this is not the question at all. They have cats. I do want to remind you that this question is about dogs. <laughs> I don't care. I'm a cat person. Um, apparently, Patrick Marlowe has a cat, and that is all. And and also, Nazim Kadri has a, has a cat. Big Leafs content. The Leafs are a cat person team. They are. I feel like Austin Matthews would get a cat. That kind of is the vibe that they give off to me. But my favorite dog is, honestly, it is, it is Jerry, who is Tyler Seguin's Yellow Lab. I'm shocked. He's very, he's very fat. Like he's a fat yeah. lab. Those dogs are spoiled. I really like Brock Besser has a really. You would, you would know what kind of dog Brock Besser has. The dog is all he posts about. Let me see. <laughs> the dog and Petey. His love. Uh, he has a really, and it's not a lab. It's like, you know, the Husky or something like that. Um, Johnny Gaudreau has like a golden, like some, one of those golden doodle type dogs. I like those. And Claude Giroux has the two little um, dogs that they put in the stroller. Oh my god. Brock Besser's dogs are mm-hmm. so cute. One of them is like a Bernese mountain dog. Maybe that's his girlfriend's or something. Oh my god. Wow. I hadn't followed mm-hmm. him before. Ew. I don't want to see his girlfriend. Gross. Gross. His girlfriend's Petey. Yeah. Whatever. Come on. Also, like, some of them, we should also do a guide to hockey players' pets that are on Instagram because there's some good content there. That sounds like a great Puck Bunnies post. If you are a Patreon subscriber, you should have received uh, the first edition of Puck Bunnies post. In your, a secret message from us. A secret message um, activating you to do terrorist attacks. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the eagle has landed and I expect you to get to your tasks anyway so um, it was a fun little like Pisces dive into the Pisces hockey players Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what's in it because I want you to subscribe Subscribe. that's fun and I'm going to keep doing those and maybe we'll do one on pets soon maybe Christina will let me do something who knows you know what? You do so much, Audrey. This is a lot. Audrey edits a podcast. Audrey also comes up with most of the topics. Sometimes I come up with topics. Whatever. Yeah. So. Thank you. Audrey can maybe. I'm something. flattered. That was kind. <laughs> Very aggressive. <laughs> Aggressively being complimented. Right. So subscribe to the Patreon if you want to read stuff. If you guys want to call in with any questions or suggestions for next week, you can reach us at 774 Six nine five two. Uh, you can also text. You want to know something really what? funny? So the drafts folder of like our our Twitter account is basically just like mistyped <laughs> numbers. Like, it's, it's numbers. like I never footed the phone number. <laughs> I never remember. What oh, it I just is. I, I just like copy and paste it. Like I have it in my notes app on my phone, and every time I'm like motherfucker, like what is the phone number? <laughs> That makes a lot more sense than me, like, looking at it and then, like, <laughs> okay, I remember, I remember. Yeah, and, like, I have just drafts of, come on, I was Wow, like, I love having a goldfish brain. I know, I love not being able to remember anything, including my own name. Speaking of Twitter, you guys can follow us on there at puckbunnies underscore pod. Also on Instagram, at puckbunniespod, all one word. Just to confuse you. Just to fucking mix it up. Don't follow me or Audrey, though. We're keeping it professional, okay? You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies, all one word. Wow, you have this is so professional. Did you write all this out? I did write all this out. (laughs) Oh my god, nerd alert. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. This has been Puck Bunnies. We'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye! What's wrong? You've
been asking, but I don't have an answer. How come I'm still thinking? Let's pretend to fall asleep now. When we get old, will we regret this? Too young to think about all that shit. Installing only goes so far when you've got a head start. Stay at home or watch the sunset But I can't help from asking Are you bored yet? And if you're feeling lonely You should tell me Before this ends up as another memory Will you tell the truth So I don't have to lie Will you tell the truth So I don't have to lie Hey guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. Now, when people ask me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT.